it's finally time for this podcast to cover one of our most notorious characters we've talked about. Thrawn the Prawn oh. is finally here for us to admire in live action. Mm. Have you missed Thrawn the Prawn? No. <laughs> Someone said he looked like a blue Elon Musk. Yeah. It, <laughs> a lot of people said that um, with the one image we got of the, Thrawn yes, before the this. one image we got, yeah. And... Um, I thought that's just that one image, but yeah. it's hard to get out of your head. He looks so smug, and I think he that's does. really what makes him look like Musk. <laughs> it's Wednesday night, and we are here in Rachel's apartment, which must mean it's Starformers night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots episode... 36 with Cameron and Rachel. This is our weekly chat about Star Wars and, and Transformers. You cut me off. I did cut you off. <laughs> Better than you coming in late or saying the wrong word. Uh, so good job, I guess. Uh, today we will be talking about Star uh, Star Wars Ahsoka. I don't know why I need... I have not called it Star Wars Ahsoka. Hmm. Ahsoka Government episode name. <laughs> 6. Um, yes. An episode titled Far, Far Away, right? Yes. And which is a great title for this episode. Uh, before we get there, our editor is inspecting my bag and looking for pets. If you open it, she'll probably hop in. Okay. Would you like to inspect the bag? Yes, she would like to inspect. Uh, as always, before we get to this week's topic, we talk news, recent thoughts, any discoveries we found around Star Wars and Transformers. Uh, Rachel, what have you got? Um, She's in the bag. She is the in cat, the bag. I mean, the editor is in the bag. <laughs> Um, so granted, I don't know how true this is, but, um, uh, the Lando Disney plus TV series will now be a movie <laughs> according to writer Stephen Glover. So he is working on it then. Yeah. Okay. Cause this was, it was recently, I, I always find it difficult to tell what is actual news and what is not, especially right now with this writer's strike. Um, but it was put forth that actor donald glover who played young lando and solo as well as his brother would be writing this supposed uh lando spinoff show and so now his brother yeah. is the one who's saying it's going to be a movie um i hope so um we've gotten many promised star wars films she is all the way in the bag <laughs> don't take her home <laughs> anyways um yeah i hope it is um we've got many promised star wars movies um in the last five or six years that have not come to be but I would like to see it nonetheless. Rachel's trying to get a shot I'm of the cat, sorry, but she's kid. just <laughs> she's just totally scrunched down in there. You're disrupting our podcast editor. To, oh, please do not puke in my bag. <laughs> she started gagging. What was that? That was a gag. Don't no. Don't You've lost your back. <laughs> Thank you for getting out. Thank you for removing yourself from the bag. See, I'm not going to let you back in. Versus she throws up on my stuff. <laughs> Did you... Gosh. Did you Live sm entertainment for you folks Did here. Did you smell something gross? <laughs> <laughs> she hates having her photo taken. That's the funniest thing. Anyways, back to the topic at hand, news. That was almost, uh, uh, what is that famous video? Sparky, no! What's, oh, what's the cat's name? Where he's up like yeah. on the ceiling. 
Andy, baby, no. Athena, you lost your privileges. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry <laughs> she Aww. just purred. Or like, that was not a purr. She uh, um, whined. So I I don't know how... Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know how true this is, um, but supposedly Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie is officially dead. What? Let's take a look. I don't Google things before I put them on my news. I just take a screenshot for when I see them on Twitter and let Cameron look them up during the recording. Um, getting conflicting reports here. Let me see if I can find a reliable source. I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing a uh, reliable website here. I'm just, like I said. So I'm seeing both. So, um. Uh, he. So here is a clip from an award show. Oh, is that Tiff? We're lucky to have a director like Sean Levy. Okay, this is two minutes. I'm gonna try um, to sit, find the actual clip here. Um, CGI and animation. Huge act, man. This is a long clip, so it's kind of difficult to find exactly what they're referring to in here. Exact quote: "The secret to being a good director is the same as being a good father." The comfort of sameness in his career. This is phenomenal podcast content. Thank you for giving me heads up on this, Rachel, so I could actually confirm this bit of news. Um, <clears throat> Not that we ever do any pre research, anyways, but I could have at least scanned this video. Okay, well. Unfortunately, that's not going to be very helpful. Um, my favorite comment, at least under the Twitter, was Q Ewok Yub Nub Victory Song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just I just got a kick out of that. Um, if you know me, you know I either love Taika Waititi's movies or I hate them. <laughs> like, there is no in-between, and unfortunately... Uh, Thor Love and Thunder left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, and apparently his newest movie is not so good either. Though some people are seeming to like it. The one about the uh, the soccer team, like the world's worst soccer mm. team. Um, anyways, uh, this is not news, but scrolling through Facebook, as in my progress to force Facebook to only show me Star Wars and Transformers stuff on the uh, Rebels and Robots podcast page, I... Uh, I discovered a Transformers-themed band. Here's a photo of them. They wear paper, well, I'm assuming cardboard and paper mache Transformers outfits. And they're actually very high quality. They do a national tour. They're a national touring band. They even recently performed with the guy who sings the Touch song from the 86 animated movie rumble about to drop the hottest album yeah. of 2024. So what, what characters we got here so the lead singer is the pink transformer i don't know her name rc rc well there's two girls and i don't remember which one is which so rc we've got uh hot rod uh we've got the judge the judge the quintessence the quintessen judge. judge with the multiple faces from the animated movie we've got Soundwave. Uh, I can't ever remember the shockwave. Shockwave, Sh and 
Who are these two guys? I just said his name, Rumble. Oh, Rumble and a guy with some... Oh, the, oh that's supposed to be... Um, he's really skinny, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> but he's Unicron. <laughs> it's a really skinny Unicron. <laughs> but the horns give him away. Uh, but they're, they're, they're great costumes. The name of the band is the Cybertronic Spree. And... Aww. I've not, I do, I'm now realizing I haven't listened to any of their music. <laughs> I didn't even think to look it up. But uh, they look great. And so, yeah, if you're a big Transformers head, you might check them out. They might be of interest to you. I would assume they do like 80s style rock. Um, oh, it's just techno. Yeah. Dubstep. Uh, I totally meant to listen. Actually, now I'm realizing I did mean to listen to them to see if there was any songs I could shout out. I'll do that for next week. Um, yeah, that's my one piece of information for the week. Two days ago, uh-huh. in 1984, the Transformers animated TV oh series gosh. aired. <laughs> Ran for four seasons and 98 episodes. And we watched right. probably, maybe, not even, maybe like a sixth of them. <laughs> and that's enough for me. Probably. Well, actually, I've watched all of them. Cameron has only watched <laughs> about a sixth of them, I would say. Apparently, yeah. the so um, Transformers Rise of the Beast will be releasing on Blu-ray and DVD soon, and it will have an alternate opening. So we'll have to check that out once we can get our hands on it. Interesting. Hmm. I'm not seeing any other particular Transformers news here. I'll go. I'll go to the the much uh, the the never before explored page two of Google. <laughs> Nice. She's just our editor is just uh, looking for attention over here. She's upset yeah, this that is you all closed just, your bag. <laughs> well, she shouldn't puke in my bag. She all, shouldn't have gagged. That's your fault. All of the uh, Transformers news is just about the toys. Yeah. Uh, and Star Wars is all about Ahsoka. So it's not very helpful. I. I'm glad to see things getting DVD releases though. Instead of just going, like, straight to streaming. Sorry, say that one more time. I'm glad to see that we're seeing things get DVD releases instead of just going straight to some streaming Yeah, source. most most things do, even if they go streaming, they still, like, things that are original to streaming, but if it goes in the theaters, it almost always gets DVD release for the time being. Yeah. It's quickly they're approaching gonna, when that won't be the case. They're just going to release episode five of Ahsoka on DVD because it was released in theaters. <laughs> well, that's obviously a little different. Hey, they are doing... I, we talked about this last week, I believe. Um, Andor's getting a physical release. Um, I will, Oh, really? Maybe we didn't talk about it. Yeah, Andor. I don't remember. So Mando was getting one. Oh, they confirmed that. I remember that. Andor is also getting one. Oh, interesting. I definitely talked about it on the Twitter because I was like, Andor fans stay winning. <laughs> I'm excited. It's Blu-ray. I will be buying that um, just because I need it. Um, so, yeah, exciting times. Uh, um, do you have any other news? So, we kind of we texted a little bit about this throughout the week, but that um, some people are theorizing that the Purgle scene uh, in... Mandalorian Season 3? Yeah, Mando Season 3 is the Purgle that Ahsoka is in. There's no real reason to think that because yeah. Pergo are constantly traveling mm -hmm. through space. I mean, it's kind of a fun... And that would maybe explain why it particularly jumped out to Grogu, but... But they're um, all, the animals themselves are Force-sensitive. Oh, uh, that's true. So it's that's like, true. he'd probably be like, oh, big old Force-sensitive It would be... Boy. 
a ridiculous coincidence, I think. Also, I don't, I think it was too small, the purgle we see. Oh, yeah, there was just one. Um, yeah. Whereas it's a whole pod. Uh, no, I think it was just like small enough in size wise because the one that Ahsoka and Hu Yang are in are, is yeah. very large. Mm, that's true. Can fit a whole ship. Um, this isn't necessarily new. Uh, con- it's not necessarily like a meme, but I saw a comment that said, if Chopper was Saw Gerrera's droid, the Empire would have been over in a week. <laughs> Unrestricted. Anyways, that's all I got. I was, I'm really tempted to try to do an impression of Saw Gerrera talking to Chopper. Nope. Stop that. My friend! <laughs> I need you to blow up a robot. I blow up this. <laughs> I screwed it up. I screwed. I. I think I had the voice pretty decent. I just didn't have know what to say. <laughs> Excellent work. You killed a thousand men. You are by far my most treasured son. I don't think Sagara would ever give anyone a compliment. Except for I think Except someone he views as an equal. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um. Uh, what other news you got? That's it. Okay. Uh, do we briefly want to talk about the episode of Transformers G1 that we just watched? <laughs> What's the name of the episode? Triple Takeover. Triple, uh, because the Triple Changers. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm, yes, context clues. The Transformers Triple Takeover. I don't remember aired. why I put it on our playlist to watch. There, <laughs> it's pretty funny. There are a couple good ones. It has a good sense of humor. That was what stood out to me about the episode. Aired November 19th, 1985. Um, there's some good jokes. Um, very briefly, just uh, Astro Train tries to take over the Decepticons, and he does so from a football field. Like that's his base of operation. Does he tries to take out any dissenting Decepticons as well as the Autobots? And he's using the scoreboard to like keep score of him winning. And it starts off pretty low. Like he invades and he puts two points on the board, and then he. Takes out a couple more Transformers and he puts like five each. Ten and, points. Oh, was it ten points? That's so. So we're at like 30, 40 Maybe. some points at this point. And then it cuts away for quite a while and it comes back and it's over a thousand points. And I thought that was a like really good joke. Do you want to know? Uh, and he's getting all his tactics from the football coach he took hostage. Oh, yes. And you know who we never see again? <laughs> he's trapped in a locker, the Underwater, coach. Underwater, probably. Oh, because the he whole drowned. city gets flooded. Oh, no. <laughs> that poor man. Oh man, I'm now reminded that Astro Train. It, it's it's fitting that an episode centered around him would be so funny because we talked about this re- it, in a previous episode. He's also the voice of a character who says one of my favorite comedic lines in all of film. He's the shark in Toy Story who says, "Look, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy." <laughs> um, it, one of my favorite. This actually might have been the whole reason why I put this on the playlist this exchange between megatron and starscream was pretty good <laughs> you're either lying or you're stupid i'm stupid <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the whole reason why i put that it. on there <laughs> love it that's good stuff um i feel like there was one other joke that i quite liked in the episode uh it's, it is a silly episode it was overall. the train bit <laughs> Oh yes, yes. I'll so pull it up. was it Astro Train? Is like yeah, my minions, and they're all trains. Like they don't oh. even have transform. They're always just Bl- trains. Yeah. Blitzwing that are... was the one in the uh, football field. 
Oh, okay. The, they're all purple. It's kind of Yeah, hard. right. And so Blit, uh, Astro Train says, repeat after me. And he just has this whole long sentence about, I will follow Astro Train and follow his commands. It's like uh, like two or three sentences long. And then it cuts the train. And all they do is, burr, 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 burr. it's a uh, good joke. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can find it. Um, once I get the ad from Disney Plus over with. <laughs> Don't um, advertise things to me. I already pay for them. <laughs> I actually don't pay for them. I moved off oh. my parents. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me find it. Uh, okay. I found it. <laughs> now, repeat after me. We, the soldiers of the Astro Train Empire, will obey Astro Train and scavenge the energy for his empire. <laughs> <laughs> uh any other notes about the episode that's kind of um that water main they broke in the subway that <laughs> floods hurricane the katrina one water main city. floods the whole city yeah. it just keeps coming and man it's like it was more water that is water taller than optimus prime who's like 30 feet tall yet another episode where the autobots struggle to get out of the water <laughs> Why is this a constant problem? <laughs> Maybe they should have more boat decept- uh, Autobots. Maybe that would help them out. They're not very buoyant. <laughs> Dip, no. Um, and so that leads us into talking about this week's episode of Ahsoka, episode six, Far, Far Away. This episode is referring to the fact that the whole episode takes place in another galaxy far, far away from the Star Wars farther, galaxy. Farther, farther away. <laughs> and we actually get that phrase dropped in episode. We do. It starts off with ahsoka and hu young hanging out in their ship inside the purgle and they've got some uh, time yeah and uh he offers to tell ahsoka some stories and he starts it off by saying a long time ago in a galaxy far far away so david Tennant gets the honor of saying the first thing in star wars the very like the very first movie very first thing you ever see mm-hmm. um other than the 20th century fox logo <laughs> i wonder if they ever canonize that music in uh unlikely now that it's 20th century fox has nothing to do with it um in the lucasfilm logo can you imagine if they named a character lucasfilm or something uh... like that anyway the earliest thing in star wars as far as the actual movie goes uh is that ta- that phrase and now david Tennant has said it in mo- in universe and it's very cheesy but also what feloni i think has earned the right to get to do that i feel like he has and they also there's a meta joke star wars is not very other than maybe subtextually it gets pretty meta in the sequels um there's very ever any sort of winky jokes but um who young mentions that he has the records of the universe part one, two, and three. And Ahsoka says part one being the best one, of course, Mm -hmm. which I had assumed that meant the joke that the first movie of anything is always funny, always the best. But someone online said that that was a joke about the prequel, the trilogies. You have three trilogies of star Wars movies and the original one being the best. I think that that's probably more likely. Um, Nonetheless, uh, so that this first bit, I said nonetheless. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to catch it when I say it, at least. Um, edit that out, Athena. He said it. <laughs> edit it. Just cut it off. It's like, just cut it out, but don't replace it. It's dead Put air. Put the outro in. 
<laughs> um, this this first bit is a little winky uh, and nodding to the uh, the audience, but that's okay. Um, was there anything else important said in this this conversation? I think Hyung tells Ahsoka she could tell him a story, and she's like, "No." <laughs> she oh, asked, she tells who Yang asked him that, about something specific though. She, I think she tells who Yang that Sabine went willingly. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, because Ahsoka is the only one who knows that outside mm-hmm. the people she on the the eye. I have Scion. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot this opens with a red Lucasfilm logo. That's cool. Oh wait, that's the very first episode. I I thought that was on the newest episode. Um, I'm I'm bringing it up just so I have a visual reference for anything. Um, I feel like I felt like Hu Young asked her something specific to tell him a story about something. Do you remember what it was? Is it about what she's been up to? Uh, maybe. Let's take a look here. Oh, the captions are on. Okay. Um, so she's just hanging out. Um, I, I'm also... Um, another element of this interaction is... Ahsoka is still not as chill as maybe we thought she would be. Yeah. She still seems pretty upset about this learning that Sabine went willingly yeah. and put everyone at danger with this choice. What is Star Wars if is if if not? Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> what is Star Wars if if it's not putting everyone in danger? Yeah, so that's yeah. When when uh, Hu Young asked her to tell him a story, it she talks about uh, mm. Sabine going willingly. And he she feels she made the wrong choice and mm-hmm. that she didn't prepare her for the right choice and Hu Yong says maybe that was the her only choice mm-hmm. for, for her. Um so Hu Yong Hu Yong Sur- is alternates between surprisingly didn't drag Sabine for When this. it comes to being trained as a Jedi, Hu Yong is very rude. But when it comes to talking to Sabine as a person, he's very caring and compassionate. It's very interesting. So I will not stand for Sabine slander. <laughs> Um, and so then we cut to the rest of the, the rest of the gang, uh, the, the villains plus Sabine, uh, showing up in the, the new galaxy, um, Star Wars Galaxy B and, um, you had a good comment. So we see Sabine in her jail cell. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cause the ships come out of hyperspace and Cameron just says, wow, the other galaxy is smaller than I expected. <laughs> um, so they hop out of hyperspeed, the eye of Scion, and they come to the planet Peridia, which Morgan describes as like the birthplace origins of the Dathomirian witches, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that makes me wonder what, if that's the origin why did they name a planet Dathomir? <laughs> I'm guessing they were some sort of tribe. I, I'm guessing, that yeah. They were Dathomirian witches, wherever that name came from. So they went and, and they started just, a planet. Or someone else called... was like, ah, the Dathomirians live here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dathomir. Um, if I had a nickel for every time Star Wars has done a hidden planet trope this year, <laughs> I'd have two nickels. Plus Exegol from episode nine. I meant specifically this year. 
Yeah, because of I don't know, like you keep adding on, like this is becoming a trope uh, yes. of Disney Star Wars, yes. the hidden planet. But I meant specifically this year because yeah. Jedi Survivor did it too. Yeah, I said plus Exegol. Like oh, you, okay. you take two from this year and the yes, last see, movie did but that, it. That's I said this year. Um, but anyways, yeah, because Jedi Survivor did it too. Mm-hmm. Um, the main planet they're trying to get to is behind a nebulous storm, um, and you basically have like one percent shot of making it through um so that was interesting um so as they're flying through the this peridia space um i think morgan says it um this is where the purgles come to die Mm -hmm. and as they as they fly over the rings around the planet it's filled with space bones (laughs) (laughs) shut up it's filled (laughs) That's one. I just uh, like it's, that's the joke is like when you talk about Star Wars, you put space in front of everything, <laughs> but it's 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 Purgle bones. Yeah, Purgle bones. And your wife had a good comment. She asked, "What's decomposing them?" <laughs> and that's a really good point, because um, typically you need oxygen to decompose things, mm-hmm. um, unless. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised it's, if Purgles just have a different chemical makeup. I wonder, yeah, that's if a... It's, maybe it's an energy thing. Yeah, it's Star Wars. It's another galaxy. Well, another, I another it was galaxy. a good question. But yeah, no, it, it, I mean, on a scientific basis, yes. But also, there's sound in space in Star Wars and lots of other stuff going on that shouldn't. I would suppose there's probably... See, this is, this is the kind of stuff that is how you get lore. Lore is pretty much answering questions that don't make any sense. I'm sure there's some sort of like... Like species of thing insect or or rodent or something that floats around this planet that eats their bodies yeah um (laughs) aka thrawn (laughs) space rat so no wait no i'm sorry that's uh crosshair (laughs) filthy space rat (laughs) whoa zero day since our last crosshair incident can't believe you brought him up um anyways so they fly through and the they land and they come up on this spire, which looks like um, a not. It kind of looks similar to um, the stone circle on on uh, Cetos. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Cetos. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, the other planet that they just came from, and there uh, we see three dathomirian witches and one of them is addressed as the great mother and we kind of we haven't heard that term for a while i think the last time we probably heard that was in clone wars in the dathomirian Mm. episodes with ventress um yet again we had another shot of balin scroll standing ominous just standing in a stone circle (laughs) because he doesn't just musing he doesn't do a whole lot else um and so they bring Sabine with them, and Sabine is like, Balin promised me that I would see Ezra. And, uh... Which is say, you stink of Jedi. Yes. <laughs> Which, how do they know what Jedi are? That's... They're from another galaxy. It would depend on how old they were. How... Because I... The Jedi Order is about 25,000 years old. So did the, did the Jedi come to this galaxy at some point? Or are they from this galaxy? Uh, you, uh, they're not. 
Well, that's a good question. Maybe we'll learn that in the new Jedi Order. So maybe it's all going to tie together. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, I don't know. There's a par- I feel like they as force users, they would be able, they can sense force users. So either maybe they heard about it from Thrawn or but well, they were able to speak with Morgan across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. They probably are able to do that with others and get info. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Or I'm, maybe I'm sure they there's mig- an explanation of just what is an explanation. It feels like... Maybe they migrated there. Oh, but if this but is like, the home world of the death like, mirror... And like, like people left, and hmm. then they migrated back. Interesting. Maybe like they took a... They sp- get, they're getting the tea from the Purgles. They are getting Purgles the like, you wouldn't believe what happened to the Jedi. No, they're getting the tea from the, um, from the few Dathomirian survivors yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> Grievous killed them all. You're not going to believe what happened here. Uh, maybe they were the ones talking to Darth Maul in his years of solitude. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, they made a comment and they're like, they look at Sabine and they're like, you stink of Jedi. And I thought her <laughs> reaction was really just kind of funny because Balin and Shin look at Sabine and Sabine just kind of like, just kind of like <laughs> moves her head like, me it was i don't know i just got a kick out of it because that would genuinely probably be my reaction to a t mm-hmm. if someone said that to me i'd probably just be like this is very visual for those of you that are listening just kind of like the shrug and like okay i don't know what you want me to do about it um balen has kind of aged in these 28 years or so yeah um, it is possible so what you're referring to is he says I left the Jedi Order when I wasn't much younger than you, talking to Shin. Mm-hmm. It is possible that he left the Jedi Order before... Before Order 6. That yeah. is, that is possible. Because the only, only bit of information we really have about him, other than knowing he's a Jedi, is that Hu Young said he disappeared after Order I don't Order think he was ever an Inquisitor. No, I have no reason to think that. He doesn't have any loyalty. Yeah. Um. So, they put Sabine in jail, because the Great Mothers don't want to smell her, I guess. Um... And then some time passes, uh, and then we see it. The the Chimera, Thrawn's ship. Ah, it's so cool because I it's it's um one of the best things about the aesthetic of this era of Star Wars is you have a lot of like rundown stuff. Oh. His his ship looks like it got grabbed mm-hmm. by Purgles and yeeted through space. Yeah. So it's cool to see a Star Destroyer that's in, not necessarily disrepair, it's just missing pieces. It's been a while since we've seen one, too. Like an uh-huh. Imperial Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like in this big tower and they park, that's the only way you can say it. They park the Star Destroyer right over top of it um, in like their landing bay so that they can connect. And we see an entire battalion mm-hmm. of stormtroopers, and they're they're t- they're t- they're labeled as night troopers. Night troopers, yeah. Um, Titles, cap having captions really helps with the proper nouns of new stuff. Yes, it helps us like, know what these things are, even if they're not said. Um, and I have I have some theories I want to talk about after this, but so they they look a little rough. Um, yeah. But they look cool. So they have very patchwork armor. Like, no two stormtroopers look the same. Mm-hmm. With, um, they've got p- pieces of gray armor and red cloth, which people are saying is from the Dathomirian witches. 
Yes. That's... And so, okay. So we can talk more about this later. They look taped together. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit more afterward because I want to talk about it. And um, oh, also, the other thing I failed to, to recognize also is the cracks in their armor are fused together with gold, much like uh, the Japanese uh, process. Yes. Is it Kintsugi? Do not quote me on that. Um, but that's a process of repairing broken things with gold to make them more valuable and... Uh, yes, you got it. Yeah. Nice. Kintsugi. Nice. Um, so these night troopers look sick. This is like, <laughs> like in the in a cool way, and also <laughs> yeah. like ooh. Uh, there's so many like this. Look, I like the sequel trilogy quite a bit, and I understand what they did. But if this had been like your main enemy ooh. for a Star Wars follow up of the second trilogy mm-hmm. ugh, they're so cool but also the first order has a nice variety of different looking stormtroopers but like if if you showed someone an image of this just like just this yeah and said this is what comes after episode six people mm-hmm. would lose their mind this is incredible and so then we're introduced to um a commander named enoch yeah and he looks so he, I think he turns around and we see his face and he has the stormtrooper helmet, but the face has been removed and it's been replaced with a gold, like human looking mask. It looks very much like a mask a gladiator would have worn. It does. Someone and, made that comment. They're ah, like, this looks sick. so Roman. Man, I look forward to Enoch getting some battle time. He... I look forward to Enoch getting a black series figure. <laughs> I mean, so they Enoch, have to. Enoch is played by actor West Chatham, Chatham who um, was in the last two Hunger Games movies as Caster. And this this character was made for Ahsoka. Yes. Because I looked to see if this was like a Legends callback and I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also in Tenet as SWAT 3. So he's probably got a very brief. <laughs> nice. Uh, he's also from the TV show The Expanse. Um, so here here's the funny thing. Um, my I just have this comment, Enoch, Ezra, better not. <laughs> I was really worried. I I'm not gonna lie. I had I had major concerns that they were gonna pull a little twist. This is gonna be like brainwashed Ezra. Yeah, and what what I I know what you mean, but for our listeners who maybe don't aren't connecting the dots there, what made you think the name Enoch would be connected to the name Ezra? So well, actually, I. I actually thought because uh, shape, like size-wise, I thought it was very consistent okay. to possibly be Ezra. But the other thing is they are both um, Hebrew names. Mm-hmm. So I mean, not to say that other people can't have Hebrew names in Star Wars, but it—I don't know—it could have been um, possibility. And I think we've kind of—I think we've touched on this before. Um, Maybe I don't know if I've talked about it in the podcast, but, um, you know, in Rebels, we had Kanan and Ezra. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I believe uh, Ezra's parents, whose names I can't remember, um, were similar, or at least I believe from the region. Um, Anyways, so I'm excited for him to get a figure. I will be buying it. Um and then I'm surprised his name is not Rook. <laughs> oh, he's dead. <laughs> he got deep fried in 
the Camara's <laughs> um, engine. Uh, and then we see him. Oh. The man himself. I'm not going to lie. Thrawn looks kind of silly, which I don't hate. But it's the voice. It's the voice from Rebels. It's it's the man it's himself. Him. Um, Lars Mikkelsen, brother of... is He, he is... Is of Mads Mikkelsen, his brother yeah. Mads Mikkelsen, who, who is, uh, uh, Galen Erso. Yeah, I have his Black Series figure. Yeah, so Galen Erso is the guy who designed the Death Star in Rogue One, and its who flaws. is very famous for playing villains. Yeah, and so it's kind of funny that his brother would be the big, big and he villain was, now. He was the villain in Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, so he he so Lars Mikkelsen voiced him in Rebels. And man, it is such crazy to such hear the voice coming out of a real guy. He looks a bit silly, but so for those who haven't heard or seen before, Thrawn has blue skin and red eyes, mm-hmm. and he normally looked a little off-putting. He's not human. He's I mean, the blue humanoid. skin should get that away. He's chiss. But like his design is no- designed to be a little bit off. Like his forehead is a little too big. His eyes, like his Uncanny normally, Valley. his features are designed to be just a little bit inhuman. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, other than blue skin and, and red eyes. Here he's played by just a guy. Uh, but the voice is so menacing, and the red eyes. I I think they've really nailed. This looks like how they would have done it in OG Star Wars. It's yeah. not perfect. It looks a little like a practical effect, and I love it. Lars Mikkelsen for six hours. It has this. uh, His eyes are so menacing. I love it so much. Um, I did make a comment. I said that can't be Thrawn. There's no aggressive organ music, (laughs) which is a very, very like every time we saw him in Rebels, just about Uh when he was increasing and threatening <laughs> well there are little hints of it here and there it's the are. same man kevin kiner so i bet we're gonna get it i bet at a very mm-hmm. key moment we're gonna get the organ music he's yeah. gonna kill someone or do something particularly evil he is we're gonna get into the specifics but just we're talking to thrawn already we're on thrawn talking the to thrawn yes he's actually here on our podcast <laughs> um does he have a full name or is it just thrawn I'm not. Re- I've never thought about this before. Okay, so to get into some deep lore. Um, <laughs> oh no! I triggered Rachel. So, uh, all right. So basically, or is is actually he just is his rank just grand and his first name is Admiral? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, um, <laughs> um, so basically, before Order sixty six. Um, I believe in the Thrawn trilogy. Thrawn actually, um, I believe, is allied with the Republic, or at least. Oh, he's got he a whole other name. Yeah, I've got the pronunciation up. Hold on. <laughs> okay, sorry to interrupt you. I was quite shocked by this. No, you're good. So, um, the Chiss have very long names, um, and so he knows Anakin prior to Anakin becoming Vader, um, and. I believe Anakin asks him what his name is and Thrawn says it and Anakin in pure Anakin just goes, I'm gonna call you Thrawn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if I can get the pronunciation, I just want the pronunciation. I don't care for the meaning. Um, Hold on. This says he was adopted. Okay, so Mithra Nuoroto, that's his name. 
Mithron. Nuroroto. Nuroroto. That's much more pronounceable than I would have thought looking at how it's spelled. Mithron Nuroroto. Fair enough. So, but yeah. Um, Anakin and all his Anakinness just kind of went. Thrawn. I'm calling you something else. <laughs> so is that. That's canonical, but is that, that's also original as well. Okay. Mm hmm. So that's taken from his origins. Because, so, for anyone who doesn't know, this character, he was originally he the big villain from the original books that were post-episode six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Oh, oh, in Legends. Yes. A lot, yeah. And so he was a very popular expanded universe character, and it's been a long time coming for him to appear in live action. And then he's a main villain for the final two episodes of Star Wars Rebels, where he is... He shows up in season and at the beginning of uh, season three. Yeah, the last two seasons. There's four seasons. You said of... last two episodes. Oh, did I say episodes? And I, I totally like, meant seasons. Hold My bad. On. I meant seasons. My Sorry. bad. Um, and there he's pretty simply just a grand admiral. He is not in his original appearance. He's like the bad guy, and mm-hmm. there he is just more of a very high level skilled servant of. He's very. Uh, Right, loyal to he's very loyal to Palpatine, mm-hmm. and now you can tell. He, I guess actually, do you know what I think about now? Does he know about what happened in the other galaxy? Does he know the Empire got defeated? That I'm not sure of. I feel like the Imperial Remnant has been looking for him. So has anyone been? Oh in contact yeah, so, with someone him? must have been in contact with him. That there's that one guy in the Mandalorian season three who says they're trying to who's fr- advocating. For I him. believe that's the first General Hux. There's another guy though. As there's well. another one. Okay. There's another guy who's like talking about like it's not the time for him to come back yet or something. Maybe that. There's another guy who feels like he's in direct communication. Maybe. Yeah. So it is possible that there is some Imperial Remnant who are informing to him, letting him know. So. I, if that's if that is in the, indeed the case, now he knows. Well, I have to go back and I have to take control, mm-hmm. and he seems a bit more pissed now. Like before, he was very cool, collected. He had the backing of the empire. He wasn't trying to gain power. He's trying to defend it, and mm-hmm. he was very, very confident at all times up until Ezra bested him, and now he seems a, like he's got a chip on his shoulder. Like he got beat. He's coming back. This is uh got bested by a fort, <laughs> by a what? 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Um and so he, he they've sent Sabine off to It's uh, personal uh, this time. <laughs> he sent Sabine off. No, they've sent Sabine so, off to be in a uh a cell before Thrawn arrives. Yes. And I say that just because he starts talking to um Morgan. Balin. And oh. Balin mentions Sabine. He goes, "Now that's a name I've heard before, so, or that's a familiar name." Yeah, you so just he, like it's he like recognizes the, her name. Oh man! Um, well, he no, he doesn't just recognize it. Like, well, yes, is, he, yes. He spent presumably seven to ten years ruminating on the team that beat him, and that is one of his most hated people to ever exist. I would presume. Yeah. And so, hearing that name, just how knowing all of that, how calm that statement is is so like this guy's a psychopath um so they bring sabine uh to talk with him and she immediately asks where's ezra Mm -hmm. and he's like 
uh, he makes a comment. He's he's being super smug, and he's like, "You realize your choice to find Ezra? At least I think it was." He's like, "You realize what you've done? You've doomed it. <laughs> like you've doomed the ones you love for this, or whatever." He says. So my so you know she asks where he is, and Thrawn kind of gives the impression that they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I had two thoughts. Yeah, he just says, I'll give you the latest intel I have on yeah. Ezra's location. My first thought was, one, if there are wolves, Ezra is alive. We see some wolf creatures in one of the wide shots. Well, m- maybe, okay. It's, I think it's the same creatures that Sabine then rides. It is. I was making a joke. Okay. Oh, you're joking. I was making okay. a joke that if there are wolf-like creatures around, Ezra's probably alive. Two, <laughs> my other thought they definitely lost Ezra in that ship somewhere. <laughs> if it turns out he's just hiding, eating rats in the in the air ducts of the Star Destroyer. They definitely they like looked away and he disappeared into the depths and they're like, well. Uh, hmm. Let and, sleeping dogs lie. Yes. Um, so, uh, and then we do get... Um, so yeah as you said they send sabine off they tell sabine the info they have and they send sabine off to just go find him um they give her what's called a howler which is like this wolf horse bat looking thing it looks pretty cool its face is almost like like an alligator but with hair on it like it's it's very much a original like it's it's very familiar like oh that's an animal but giant alligator scp (laughs) the moment you try to like pin down exactly what kind of animal it's like Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of different animals yep so in that in that case i think they actually managed to create something unique which we kind of skipped actually um so we're now in a new galaxy this planet is very barren Mm -hmm. it looks like nevada um and it has the only thing only real notable feature is these very tall statues mm-hmm. which are presumably of dathomirian which is mm-hmm. and that's it there's no structures there's no towns there's nothing there's not even like forests mm-hmm. it's just like wasteland with some scattered yeah. trees it's grass so it's not like pure it's not it's dead scrubby entirely. yeah scrubland and if that's what they're going for, they've, they've done a good job of, of nailing that. But what I was hoping for is something a bit more in the sense of it's a new gal, it's a different galaxy. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to feel like a different galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted like physics to be different maybe. Yeah. Or like, because while it's all fine and good what they're doing, to me, this could have just been another planet. Just a, a planet anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you could have just had it be another hidden planet that's hard to get to and you need a map Imagine to get there. Imagine it was there. a sand planet. <laughs> but the fact that it's another galaxy, I was hoping like tat- for something, tattooing. especially after the last episode that was so ethereal with the, mm-hmm. the world between worlds where like we got a very visually stunning episode. I was hoping for similar. a planet that was maybe a little bit more fantasy, a little bit more out there, a little mm-hmm. more creative. And I, th- I think that's possible because... Balin alludes there being something yeah. on this planet. There's some sort of power, some sort of force. There's something that the witches are afraid of. The force? Well, I doubt the force is here, but it's possible. <laughs> it's possible the father, son, or daughter. Well, oh, if, I hadn't even thought about so, them. It's something. There um, is, we don't know. We have no hmm. idea. So it's possible they go like into a cave, into a temple, into the, the planet, 
and there's like more wacky stuff to be had. They actually just find Cal Kestis. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah. Um, that might spoil the next game, though. Uh, yeah. So, so they send Sabine off, and they give her her armor, and they give her weapons, and the howler, and like supplies. And I think Enoch, I can't remember what exactly it says, but he's like, "Die with honor," something like uh -huh. that. And so it's kind of like, hmm, okay. The, right. the, the these wastelands are like traveled by scavengers Raiders. who prey off one another. Yeah. And so she leaves, and then we we see like the real point and just letting her go. Their hope they send um, Balin and Shin after them. Uh -huh. and it's after this, I think they leave, and we kind of see Thrawn's real plan come to life. And the organ starts playing, so you know he's back <laughs> to his old tricks. And he makes a comment that you know I can't remember what exactly it is. But basically, the plan is to find Ezra Bridger. Uh huh. Um. Balin and Shin can kill them. And then it's like Thrawn implies that um, he wants to get rid of Balin and Shin too. Yeah, I think he Balin, calls them loose threads. So he pretty much says all of that, the first part you said, to Balin. Oh, yeah. And then when he leaves, yes. uh, he says the second thing to, I assume, Morgan. And um, yeah, he is fine just having all four of them either be stranded on the planet or kill each other. I mean, he doesn't he's not really interested in using Balin and Shin. He's not. He doesn't have any loyalty to them, does not want to use them whatsoever. Yeah. Um, um, I guess just... He didn't seem to have a hatred of the Jedi before, but I would guess being defeated by Ezra has really made him just hate the Jedi, yeah, period. Yeah, it's kind of personal. Um, so... Sabine leaves. She encounters some raiders. Um, kind of gets in almost a little bit of trouble with them before she pulls out mm -hmm. the lightsaber and starts fighting them. And, and honestly... My question is, how, they have... so one, At least one of them has a laser rifle. Yes. There's... No, no, we haven't seen the whole planet. But I don't know how the heck do... I mean, I guess... Okay. So the question, the question is, is is developing laser technology is really easy in this galaxy? Because I'm, I'm now I'm thinking of like the Sand People have laser rifles, but is that just because they stole them from the more, uh, you know, industrialized people? I mean, I don't know. We see that kyber crystal, kyber crystals even by themselves are extremely reactive. Mm -hmm. It just like there's so, no. Like, factories there's nothing but it is possible this planet is post-apocalyptic mm -hmm. that there is technology just Something's sitting around happened. but there's there's not even destructive cities again this is a small area we're seeing look this, this is either going to be revealed in time or it's not gonna be that important but it is to me more feeding into i would have liked to see something a bit different on this planet right now it feels like it could have been any other star wars planet but the fact that's another galaxy i was hoping for just something more creative, something that was different, creatures that are different. You know, if they if they shot lasers out of their hands, that'd be cool. That would, like, okay, I immediately understand that. Uh, but it's just sort of... Now, it is possible that, like, when Purgle come here, they, like, carry ships with them sometimes. <laughs> they, um, so it's possible that, like, ships have ended up here and crashed and left their ship. But we're not... There's nothing visually telling us how anyone would have technology whatsoever yeah. um so no it is possible there's other planets yeah. in this galaxy um that have life that would be very reasonable to assume yeah but um so yeah so after sabine wins this battle the the creature that she was riding who had run off after she got shot off of him comes back 
and is at this point acting like a dog and mm-hmm. is like trying to get back in her good graces and is behaving like a pet, which is a very cute scene. I, I, cute. I, this whole segment, I'm torn. I enjoy this whole portion, but it feels like it's kind of killing time. Like it doesn't. If this was like the third or fourth episode, I don't think I don't think I'd have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But we're like we're in the third act, quote unquote, of this show, and. I don't like the idea of killing time like this. Um, Do you think in two episodes where it's going to have a page on does the dog die? <laughs> uh, it's not technically a dog, but it could. Um, Someone could easily create that. So, yeah. And so she moves on. And so we get a scene of uh, her taking the howler to like this creek bed. Mm-hmm. And it startles a rock. Yep. That is like a little turtle guy. Yep. And the turtle guy recognizes the rebel symbol on her shoulder armor. Yeah. And she says, well, there's a language barrier because yeah. <laughs> they do not speak the same language at all. Um, and she finally says, Ezra Bridger, and he and he repeats it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he starts calling out and like a bunch of the other rocks start moving and they're also fun little friends. Um, and so she manages to make that connection of, do you know, Ezra Bridger, he's my friend and they have her follow them. Um, the scene then changes to where we see, uh, Balin and Shin. And I actually really liked this scene between them. Um, they're in, they're at the scene of the crime where Sabine killed all these raiders and they're kind of investigating, um, because they're like, well, she's alive, so you know they still have to keep find looking for her. Um, and Shin asks Balin if he misses it, as if he like misses the Jedi Order. And this was a really interesting conversation. I think we got to see a little bit more of Balin's motives, and yet also no information at all about Balin's <laughs> motives, because he says he like doesn't miss the Jedi Order; he misses the power. Yeah, and he makes a comment about how. The galaxy is just in a continual cycle. Republic Empire, Republic Empire. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't miss the Jedi Order, and but it seems like his goal on this planet... There's something out there on the planet. Something powerful. We don't know what it is. He alludes to that there's something out there. But I feel like it's like they're implying that his goal is to destroy that cycle. Like, destroy both Republic and Empire. Mm-hmm. And just clean slate. Um, so that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm... As time goes on, I think a lot of people are really uh, impressed with uh, Ray's performance it's as... It's heartbreaking that he won't yeah, return. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he... His character, Balin School, is very interesting. Uh, he's very mysterious. Um, I, we all want to know more about him. We learn a little bit more here. I hope he gets a figure. I'll buy him. I would. I am very curious to see exactly what is going on with him. Um, I hope it pays off well. This is a lot of buildup at this point. You got to mm-hmm. pay it off well. Um, I yeah. I want to know more about like how was Shin trained? Why did he train her? Because he makes a line here where he says, "You were trained for something more, more than Jedi." Um, exactly. But what she would have been. She wouldn't have been trained as a, like, with the Jedi, though. She's too young. 
Yeah, they, but like, yeah. Uh, no, but he yes, makes yes, yes, she yes. makes a comment about the Jedi, and he says, "You are not a Jedi. You're trained to be something more." Um, and so, what does that mean? More like, in what way? Mm-hmm. And we really won't understand any of this until we know precisely what his uh, his motivations are, his plan is, and what it is that he thinks is on this planet, and what is indeed on this mm-hmm. planet. And the, the scene ends with more of those same raiders showing up. And uh, two of them I recognized. They escaped from Sabine oh, yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. And so here's my thought. Because there's a scene from uh, the level that... Because they're standing up on a ridge, also on, like, howlers, these wolf things. Mm-hmm. And they're all standing in a line just watching Shin and Balin. They're all kind of watching each other. It reminds me of many of the scenes from the Mummy movie. Where the... <laughs> ma- okay, let me finish the thought. <laughs> Where the Magi are standing on the cliff just observing. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, we see them a couple times. We see them at the beginning when Rick O'Connell escapes Hominoptera. And they're just kind of standing there watching. It just kind of felt very familiar. Yeah. Cameron's making fun of me. <laughs> I, I thought for sure you were going to say something like um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor or something. No. And you just you pulled a very Allison. Uh, dang it. Rachel thing. I've done a good job. 36 episodes of this. I have not accidentally used my wife's name. I've, I think you have. I've done a good job of not doing that. I've done it, but not for the most part. Cameron, when he references another movie. Cameron, when I reference I, another movie. I don't go through and... Ex- <laughs> okay, there's, the, there's this scene where it happened. I don't go through and explain the multiple occurrences. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, it cuts to Sabine. Oh, just the wrap of the previous scene. These other raiders show back up, clearly looking for Sabine. Balin and, and Shin are yeah. there. It's kind of implied that they're going to team up. Team up, yeah. Um... Sabine is taken to the town of these little guys. We know what they're called. Those little turtle guys. They start with a T. And they have what effectively looks like a mobile home town. Again, where they're getting all yeah, this metal. I think you could also just say it's a mobile town because it moves. Yeah. Um, and there's a very special person here. Rachel, who is it? It's our boy, Ezra. Looking like he's straight out of a biblical. He does movie. look like I almost so I would have made <laughs> the joke that he looks like he's from the Chosen if I hadn't been crying. <laughs> um, so uh, zero days since our last Ezra encounter, <laughs> the record was two thousand and twenty-four days. In case anyone was curious, so he's there. He looks great. I just I think I think um, uh, he even sounds like Ezra. Yeah, my opinion is that this is just not enough time with him. Mm-hmm. He's also a different person now. Uh, yeah. So he's not necessarily going to even feel like Ezra ever simply because he's lived for seven years in this wasteland surviving by himself. He's, now, he's he's very warm. He's very kind. He's clearly beloved by these turtle people. Um, but, like, between the beard... Simply, because if I look... If you look at a photo of this actor... Amano um, uh, Esfadi. Yeah, he looks like Ezra. He looks like Ezra. And but he's got this beard on and he's I, I like the idea that he has retained his joy. Oh my gosh, I still I just realized he still has the scar. They gave him the scar that he received at the end mm-hmm. of season one. That's cool on his face. I do need Iman to do the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial <laughs> joke just to come for full circle. Um, and then we need live action Lars Mickelson doing the Virginia State Tech wrestling video. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I don't. I'm I'm very excited. 
um just just till i'm just i'm just excited because i was fully expecting us to see like a glimpse of ezra at the end uh-huh. of episode eight like a marvel cameo yep that's what i was expecting and so i am not surprised at all that ezra has made friends with the alien population of the planet that checks out very on brand for our boy um would you like to see this this was my this is my comment through my tears um the all caps <laughs> my boy mother freaking ezra <laughs> yeah i was i was very excited um also, so at this point, Ezra is literally less than a day's walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was so close. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Sabine covered probably a lot of ground with that howler. Uh-huh. It's like horseback, but I just thought a it was... Star Destroyer would be able to cover that ground in like 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I know, they just had to turn right. Anyways, I thought that was really funny. Um, and so, uh, I think we get another last scene. We get, after that, they reunite... Ezra's like, I'm ready to go home. And I'm like, ah, crying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sabine does not tell him how she got, how here. she got there. What's going on. Which she should have. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he just assumes she showed up on a ship and they're just going to jump in the ship and go home. I think is very much what he thinks. She should definitely tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, how'd you get here? Oh, I just saw Thrawn. What? Um, that would have been my reaction. So... We get another we get another last scene with Thrawn, mm-hmm. and so um, the Great Mothers. You can see that they are like resupplying from this uh-huh. uh, temple, and not the Great Mothers, are, but the great, the the, the, uh, the Stormtroopers are resupplying. Yeah, and so um, they're talking about Ezra. I don't remember what exactly Thrawn says, but basically Thrawn knows that Star Wars rule of no body equals no confirmed death. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I think, is it Morgan, maybe asks him if he's alive. And Thrawn's basically like, we don't have evidence that he's dead. Well, they're, so. they're not really talking about Ezra. They're talking about they Ahsoka. Not? I think they make a reference about, oh, you're right. I forgot. The witches tell him that Ahsoka's sensing, on her way. Yeah, they're sensing another presence. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, who is it? And really, the only answer is Ahsoka. You're right. That's what it is. So he know he knows the rule. And Nobody Morgan's knows. like, Morgan, ki- uh, Morgan says that Balin killed, killed her. And he's like... Well, uh, he's a Jedi and therefore flawed. Yeah. And we should, until we know for sure, yeah. we should prepare You're right. to fight her. You're right. So And he's so cold. Man, what a great performance. Um, and that's where it ends, with aggressive organ music again. Um, okay, so here's my thought that I've been wanting to talk about. Um, I think the Great Mothers resurrected a bunch of those stormtroopers. It's very, very possible. I feel like especially with the Merrick reveal that he's dust in a fleshy body, uh, that he's yeah. just dust. I mean, like I said, those those guys look like they're duct taped together. Yeah. Though the implication of that could potentially be they could all be knocked out by killing those witches. True. Pulling a Phantom Menace slash uh, a Avengers. A reference to the prequels? Yeah. So I'm never a huge fan of that, of you take out the one thing and it takes out the entire army. But um, that could be what happens, that if they are indeed living off of their dark magic, you kill them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. But I do think the idea is cool on its face, though. The idea oh, of, yeah. I mean, it gets you one step closer to potentially getting a, uh adaptation at some point of Death Troopers, the famous oh, zombie yeah. stormtroopers book. The plague. 
and Ooh, yikes that'd be scary but uh another note i had about this episode that i meant to say earlier was that this episode is directed by jennifer getzinger yes she is the only one of these directors who has never worked on star wars before in any capacity as Ooh. far as i could tell and i think that's very fitting the first episode in a different galaxy you bring in a different director mm-hmm. um again like i said i don't think it really feels like another galaxy but nonetheless i like the if that's what they were going for i think that's a really cool idea yeah. um so this morning uh we actually watched the episode yesterday so my former coworker always watches the episodes when they come out um at least for ahsoka and i texted him i said this latest ahsoka episode was too good and he, and he sent me that that picture of the man raising his arms to Dave for his son. He goes, me every week. And I said, I cried. And he just said, I was going to ask if you did, but I didn't want to overstep. <laughs> so that was funny. And this was, this is a good, I thought they're not quite memes, but some other like comments about the episodes. This tweet, things are really heating up on Ahsoka, which makes this the perfect time for a completely unrelated episode, maybe starring the Mandalorian. <laughs> I almost texted that to you. I almost said something like, yeah, while while they're in hyperspace, we're going to just duck over and see what's going on with Mando. Imagine this is just 48 minutes of Ahsoka and Hu Yang talking. <laughs> um, so I, I said this to you earlier, um, and we don't have to dwell on it too long, but... I've been seeing some interesting, I saw some interesting discourse that, um, online that talking about how much blood Sabine has on her hands from these last two episodes saying she disobeyed an order from Ahsoka. She got people killed. Like she's kind of indirectly responsible for those two new Republic pilots Mm -hmm. and talking about like, you know, how much of what happens next falls on her. And it's kind of like, Okay, but, and I think that's a good conversation to have. You know, what are the ramifications of this? I think that's really interesting to have. Mm -hmm. But I don't like the way people are painting Sabine as, like, the, the worst. Yeah. Because you could put that... You put all of these things quite literally on Anakin and people will defend him with their dying death. <laughs> and it's like, and I think I keep seeing this comment. And we kind of talked about this a little bit. Ezra wouldn't have wanted her to do this. Hypothetically, you're probably right. When Ezra finds out what happened, he is probably going to say like, you probably shouldn't have done that. But it also brings up the conversation. Ezra probably would have done the same. It's <sighs> maybe not the exact same, but how like like we said, how far we've seen how far Ezra's willing to go to save those that he loves. It's true. Um, you know, it's complicated. I think people don't want to allow heroes to be complicated. Mm-hmm. You see, I mean, if people are not willing to accept Luke as being flawed, mm, yeah, then I can't imagine them accepting Sabine as yeah. being flawed. Um, so I think it will be in- very interesting to see Ezra's reaction to everything she's done. Um, especially with their more sibling-esque relationship. I think he's probably more willing to... He's probably... She's probably going to take any criticism from him best. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to... I'm actually very interested. I think Ekathay could go many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I especially... Mean... I, I was really shocked by two things. One, 
my most recent viewing of Rebels, I did not remember that it ends with it seeming... Well, okay. I'm trying to remember exactly where I got this from. I don't remember exactly if it's in Rebels or if it's in Ahsoka with the uh, the hologram message he leaves behind. But either way, it's implied that Ezra planned on them finding him. And then in this episode, he then confirms that by saying, I knew you could do it. Mm-hmm. That's a little surprising to me um, that he thought they could. I don't know why he, th- I guess the, he talked about in Rebels that he saw multiple paths forward. And he, I guess in that looking forward, he felt the force telling him they could save him. And Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but to me, it felt like in Rebels, it was a noble sacrifice that mm-hmm. he... I'm going to sacrifice myself to stop Thrawn. Mm-hmm. It almost undercuts that a little bit. Not necessarily a bad way, but like, why would you do all of this if you if you knew you're, you could survive? That means Thrawn could survive. So, what are you doing here yeah, exactly? What's the plan? I don't know. Um, so, that that being said, if he expected Sabine to come for him, he might not be so upset. If it was... I chose to sacrifice myself. You did not need to come for me. So now that you've caught, you've given up so much to come mm-hmm. save me. I'm not happy about that. But he could be fine. He could be a little more understanding because he was expecting them to come for him. I mean, and I think one thing to keep in mind is that Sabine doesn't have her blood family anymore. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. dead. So the ghost crew, which, you know, I mean, she's kind of aloof the first couple seasons um, of Rebels. But that that's her family now. That's what she has left. And so I'm not, you know, I'm maybe not reasonable, but I'm not surprised at all that she's um, this determined to try to sure. get some semblance of family back. Um, uh, another quick note. I was wrong. This episode's director is not the only episode, director of this season who has not worked on Star Wars. Next episode's director, Gita Patel has also never worked on Star Wars. Ooh. Which, again, I think just conter- further continues. They've ch- they've brought in new directors mm-hmm. to work on these episodes set taking place on this distant galaxy planet. Um, any other notes before we move on to me minute? No, that's it. All right. Well, looking forward to the rest of the show. I, am, I guess, l- looking back, we have now gotten past my fear that us, uh, Ezra and... That one Ezra was not alive. He's, unless he's <laughs> that unless, he was some random person there, in a mask. Yeah, there could be some twist, but bar- barring some unforeseen twist, Ezra's alive. Uh, I almost said Finn. I don't know why. Uh, Thrawn is alive, and they're both in the show. We get two full episodes because yes. consum- presumably the next two episodes will have them in it. I'm happy. I'm very happy about that. That we don't ask for much. Yeah. Um, and... And hopefully the Mandalorian won't be in any of them. No further evidence to suggest that Hu Young is actually General Grievous. So, (laughs) that's, that's kind of upsetting, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, on to me minute, but is it longer than a minute? Um, it is actually longer than a minute. I have Uh, so many memes. (laughs) Um, a lot of parsecs away from home in this episode. Um, a lot of Astro seconds. A lot of memes, as you just said. Go ahead and kick us off. Um, so this Rachel. was a screenshot I took from Twitter today. Han, Le- uh, Luke, Han, and Leia literally overthrowing an empire. Meanwhile, Ezra on the snail people in the snail people village, and it's that uh, picture of Squidward where he's like <laughs> sun tanning, he puts his sunglasses on, and looks over, and then goes back to normal. Um, I thought it's like 
a meme, yes. I actually have some TikToks. Okay, oh. I have I have a Instagram reel here. <gasps> I have one TikTok. The video is deleted. Oh no. Okay, so here I've got a video here. Oh, it didn't. Sorry, I messed up. Okay, so this is this is from some sort of Transformers audio. I know what it is. Uh, a fan question says, "What's I, your favorite kind of cake to Megatron?" No, Cameron. Can you watch this? Asks, What's your favorite type of cake? My favorite type of cake is pound cake because that's what I like to do to the Autobots. Cherious. Horrible, horrible, and I love it. It's so, so funny. Oh man, the fact that they put that on a children's program, that's, they probably should have rethought that a little Cameron, bit. that's edited. Oh, it's edited. That's edited. Now, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. I was The question the format is real. Yes. That was a stint they did with Transformers Prime like the joke. Uh-huh. That is edited. Okay, that, that makes edited. far more sense. That's edited. I'm here to tell you that's <laughs> See, I went to I'm the to the uh the I'm sorry, the I'm here to tell you that's fake news. I went to the I'm fairly certain it's fake. I cannot think of the comments expecting someone to say that, but no one did, so I... Are you sure? I feel like it's fake. Um, maybe no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just surprised... Maybe I'm wrong. ...that no one said that. So let me let me Google search this to see if there's any comments on this online. I'd like to know for sure. Uh, A little carefully. Verify. Verify, verify. Transformers, what's your favorite kind of cake clip okay so here it is on youtube and now it's time for ask this is transformers Jerry's official asks, what's your favorite type of cake my favorite type of cake is pound cake because that's what i like to do to the autobots dude this You're is that's real. on the Transformers official YouTube page. Wow, I hate that. So even if it is edited, they reposted it. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Well, anyways, um, we're going to watch some good memes. Uh, <laughs> this says, uh, when a little bit of the real you slips out at work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, it's the scene. <laughs> it's the scene from episode... Uh, Five of Ahsoka. Gosh, that was just last episode, uh, where Anakin is walking towards Ahsoka and he glitches in and out of Vader. <laughs> you got uh, more videos? Is that no? That's it? Okay, what's your first meme? So many. <laughs> we saved a planet three times. Why are you hunting us? I lost a sister in Chicago. <laughs> i don't i don't even have the vocabulary to describe this meme i really i really don't know you're gonna have to try your best because i don't know how someone, to just, like i understand it but put, i don't know how to someone edited words. like sad bojack is optimus prime and then put um the villain the human villain from the fourth movie is like the the chad meme <laughs> uh, um so i don't agree with this meme but i'm bringing it on here to get rachel's reaction it says, when I'm in a bad art competition, my opponent is the Rebels animation team. And it's it's <laughs> Squidward with huge eyes and his nose is tiny. He's like shocked. And it just has an image of their version of Yoda. Look, I love Rebels, but Rebels Yoda is scary. Yes. Yeah. That, I don't love their redesign he of Yoda. He needs more wrinkles. But... Uh, 
to imply that all of Rebels is a bad is bad art is heresy Stupid. in my opinion. <laughs> it's incredible animation in that show, especially their landscapes are beautiful. Um, I hope you understand this reference. Yes, this was <laughs> this was all over the internet. Out of all the things from the last episode, I feel like this was the most reposted image. Ah, oh, jeez, it's so lame. Uh, it's so low effort, but it is. It is. I will give it credit. It is kind of fun to draw back to one of the first. I feel the the first prequel memes. Do you want to explain it? There's a there's an old screenshot goes around from uh, Battlefront, mm-hmm. and one of the lines that the clone troopers is just like the simulations, and he's <laughs> running with a rifle, and so someone took a screen cap from last episode of almost the exact uh-huh. same shot and yeah. captioned it just like the simulations. Uh-huh. Uh, this is obligatory visual meme. <laughs> I love bad crossover fan art. And I don't think this is meant to be serious. I think this is meant I to be no funny. I have no peace. Oh, that's actually funny. Okay, I'll let, I'll let that one pass. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I never know what you're going to show me when you say that, and it scares me, Cameron. It's, it's actually fairly well executed, but anything with Mike Wazowski is terrifying to look at. So it's Boo edited to look like she's dressed as Leia. Sully edited to look like he's Chewbacca, which is actually very well executed. Uh, but then... Mike Wazowski has been edited. To, you would think Yoda. You think Yoda would be the obvious one, but he's been edited to look like R two D two, and it's really just his eye and mouth and arms plastered onto R two D 2s body, and it's terrifying. Imagine that thing running towards you in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Optimus talking to Sam at the cemetery. Random person paying respects to their dead relative. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good that's real and it's, good it's it's a screen cap from revenge of the fallen when optimus is like you have a higher calling and sam's like no i do not and the random person paying respects their dead relative is that scene of willem dafoe meme <laughs> looking up that's one of my favorite memes uh-huh. i think about it all the time um here's a meme that calls back to a previous format we joked a lot about um it has young ahsoka from clone wars crouching down next to anakin holding his hand and she says you good and he says no, no. <laughs> <laughs> much like the m&ms meme that we saw previously um you failed your highness i've been digitally de-aged like my father before me uh-huh, uh-huh. it's, it's de-aged anakin skywalker from the last episode and then luke from book of boba fett which is a weird thing to say <laughs> um so here's a conversation between Han and Ray. Han says, how did Luke get around the forest moon of Endor after his speeder bike crashed? Ray says, I don't know how. Han says, he walked. Yeah, he deserved what he got in episode seven. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, visual, but... <laughs> that's is, good i like that uh, that's fun scene from finding nemo when uh the whale is about to eat marlin and dorley uh-huh. where uh, dorley <laughs> what are you grandma <laughs> no. that's such a grandma thing to do to mispronounce a character's name like that <laughs> marlin and dory and dory is like speaking whale and it's captioned as dory as ahsoka and hu yang is marlin uh-huh. i love that <laughs> Funny enough, my next meme is also Pixar related. 
Um, it says we have a lot of Pixar in this. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you care so much about your lightsaber color? And it's Dash from Incredibles 2 saying, it defines <laughs> who, who I am. am. That really struck me as, as a lifelong Star Wars fan. Anytime you play a video game or you get a toy and you get to choose a lightsaber color, it, you really care about it really strongly. You get strongly. to completely customize your lightsaber in Jedi Survivor mm-hmm. down to the individual metal components. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I made an all gold lightsaber. <laughs> bougie uh milf man i love feloni <laughs> <laughs> it's the picture of that's, that guy raising his hand that's very Dave funny i love that um speaking of dave feloni i was walking through one of our local uh stores and you saw dave I, feloni? <laughs> I saw someone out of my eye that looked a little like him that's it great. was not him but i i couldn't i would dox myself be like posting a picture of me with dave filoni for this account i would i don't even know i'd probably just like call you and be like dave filoni's in 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 our town i almost said our town name oops um uh yeah so here is another meme it just says obi-wan meets chewbacca most likely cantina a long time ago colorized and it's a renaissance painting of an old man with a gray beard in a cloak meeting some sort of large That's furry creature a lion it, i looked it up it is a lion renaissance um, people don't know how to paint lions <laughs> it it's a very visual joke but i thought rachel would get a kick out Ooh. of it it's very terrifying Ooh, very it has no snout and perfectly round eyes um, for reference, you can look it up. It's St. Jerome and the Lion is the name of the mm. painting. Uh, why, who St. Jerome is and why he's hanging out with lions, I don't know. But I thought it was very funny. I hang out with lions. Your turn. Uh, Brasso shows you how to properly brick a fascist at your local riot. $500 benefits the rebellion. Zero bids. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a weird format going around recently. <laughs> it's like... You and your brick memes. You're... <laughs> Uh, here's my final meme for the day oh cameron i have like (laughs) so many i'm like six four oh my gosh do you want to save some for next week that's what i normally do if i have too many that's up to you though i mean i i I I save some just so i confirm that i have some for the next week if i have too many but it's up to you i'll let you do as many as you want i mean i can't it's it's, i'm leaving it up to you would you rather prefer i always like to start fresh because then that, I feel like can, I'm going to get so many next week. Yeah, that's a good point. Then maybe you should... All right, we're uh, going to go through. Do, we're going to speed run. Two more. Two more. Okay. And then I'll do mine, and then you can finish. Okay. Uh, you are, without a doubt, the worst Jedi I've ever heard of. Uh-huh. There's been a very <laughs> popular meme recently. That's a, that's the best Photoshopped one I've seen, though. Uh, so it's Hu Yang in... Um, don't remember his name. The main... Uh, wow, you're really dropping your pirate camera. You can, like, pinpoint the I exact... Just- I just had it! Norrington! Ah! Uh, commis- not Norrington is one of those characters that looks ten times hotter once his life fell apart. <laughs> mm. There's a running thread of Rachel really enjoying when the villain of a th- series joins the rebellious heroes and grows a beard and finding them attractive at that point. <laughs> what could I say? I love redemption stories. <laughs> Except he he is he's not redeemed until later, but he is redeemed eventually. <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on from that. Um, beaches two and or zero. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So the first image is when Andor fights that K2 droid in his show. When he gets arrested. Uh, right on the beach. And the second image is uh, Andor on the beach at the very end of Rogue One when they get blown up. So <laughs> two times he's had got defeated by the beach, apparently, Sand. according to this meme. Sand. So here's my final meme. It just says, Thrawn, up to his usual poppycock, the Purgle. I came out of hyperspace because you need to stop. And it has a picture of a killer whale coming out of the water. Wait, imagine if the Purgles do that to his ship again. The Purgles were the original orcas destroying the yachts of the elite. <laughs> um, did you do it? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. Another format very popular with Ahsoka yeah. and Anakin. Um, which is the line of dialogue between Thanos and young, young Gamora, Gamora in his vision after he snaps. Same actress. Yep. Um, good format. I fear no man, but that thing, it scares me. <laughs> Chopper. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and is, who, is, who is the heavy supposed to be in this? Uh, uh, the the copy, oh, like one of those copied and pasted just the, Imperials. The, yeah, the, 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 the basic... Yeah. Um, <laughs> POV, your Nebuchadnezzar looking into the fiery furnace. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the first image is Mando and Grogu and... Bo-Katan in season three. Yeah, with the fire around them. And the second image is a behind-the-scenes image with the blue screen around them. And the puppeteer is the fourth person <laughs> controlling... Grogu, it's a biblical allegor or illusion here. Reference. That's what the word illusion means. This is more direct reference. Um, this one, this one, we we got we got, got some good ones. Uh <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you've got now uh, Kino, uh, Andy Circus's character Rest from from Mando. I tried to get Andy Circus, but he was just too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Uh, and he is... It's one of the seeds where they had to put their hands on their head. Yeah, so he's so they're, they're prisoners, and he's got a very particular... The What's the name of this prison? Narkina 5. Yeah. They have a very particular kind of jumpsuit that's white with, like, orange highlights. And next to... You know, he's got his head behind his, his... He's got his hands behind his head. And next to him is Chopper with the prison outfit on. And Chopper is... One of his distinct features that he has two arms come out of his head and he constantly like flexes with them, but it looks like he's doing the same thing as as Kino there. That's a that's a good visual joke. Um I got I only got two more. We're good. Um you are on the on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of Sith coffee noises. <laughs> okay, yep. And my last one. I just want you to read it. So you got Thrawn saying I'm going to do a Star Wars. <laughs> Is that like, I feel like I've, that's a meme format, but I don't know exactly I, what the original format. reference is. Can I help you? Athena. All right, send me your memes, girl. Athena is all up in our business tonight. Man, so you just slammed me with options this week. <laughs> Statistically, I do not stand a chance of guessing which one it is. I'm going to have to really buckle down here. I'm, I'm at like three... Two or three straight losses. No, just one, I think. I think I lost at least the last two in the no, meme game. I think I lost Which for? Last. Well, you lost. You won last week. Lost the week before that. 
I've been meaning to keep track of this. I'd like to have like a... Well, uh, I've been keeping track on our Twitter, and if you follow us on our Twitter, you would know what our score is. I know what the overall score is. You're, you're at... Well, I have it written down. Okay, I don't have let, it me, let me look it up, Cameron. Let me look it up. So for those who might be confused, we have a run, ongoing game with this meme minute. Is Each week, we each make one meme. And then we present it with the rest of them. And now we are each going to guess which meme the other one you made. You lost first in July. And then I lost August 3rd. And then Caleb lost. And then, <laughs> Both. We, then we tied for a while. And then I lost at the beginning of September. And then we tied. Oh, no. And then you lost... Oh, yeah, you did lose last oh, two weeks. Oh, well, we went through all that for you to tell me I you was did, right. You did lose two weeks. <laughs> so I'm at six and four. Rachel is at seven and three. We get the reminder that Caleb is at zero oh and two. I accidentally did the scores wrong. I have to edit that to, oh. sure to, accurate, to accurately reflect my wins. Good. You should. Um, oh, do you like <laughs> the formatting of how the memes <laughs> Wow. Okay, um, so we've got this Wojak chad meme with the transformers i know you didn't make the, just like the simulations optimus prime talking to sam at the cemetery i do know how much you love the uh willem dafoe <laughs> um, looking up meme Look, you, you failed me a good your highness i've been digitally de-aged my father so funny ahsoka and hu with the whale um as uh from finding nemo Let's see. Man, you do love your Brasco brick memes. Beaches 2. Andor 0. Did you put... I fear no man, but that thing. I feel like it's not the Star Wars Pixar crossover. I'm going to do a Star Wars. Oh, I'm gonna do a Star War. Oh, that's funnier. That's even funnier than I what like I thought. It's not the Orca one because that one's so deep fried. Unless you put in the extra effort to deep fry this meme. Look, I'm not gonna give you clues as to what I made. Actually, I painted that uh that painting. No, you that that Renaissance no. painting. I made that. That's me. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I took the photo of that whale. That's what I did. And I, I created Squidward. Hmm, I've got a couple. I've seen this this Transformers one before. So I, I know you didn't do that one. I saw the Tramp Simulation one. I don't think you did the Luke de-aging one. So that leaves the <laughs> MILF, <laughs> Nemo, Brasco. On this podcast, MILF stands for Man I Love <laughs> This is one of the hardest things I do all week, is guessing this. This is so hard to guess. My gut tells me I'm going to do a Star Wars. No? No. Dang it! Ah. 
I want to take a second guess. Is it... Uh, I don't even know. Is the Nemo one? No. What'd you make? The I Fear No Man. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. It was... Yeah, that's good. Nice. Did you make this one? I did not make oh. Obi-Wan meets Chewbacca. Okay, you said you looked up the painting, which made me think, oh, he did his research. <laughs> is it this one? No. Okay, okay. So that is was it, is uh, it, the You Good one. Is it the Rebels animation one? No. Oh, okay. Which one is it? I made the whale one. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> so that's a pre-existing meme of just the whale coming out of the water saying, I came out of the ocean to say you need to stop. I'm not going to lie. And... <laughs> the fact that I could barely read it and the Comic Sans is what took me in. <laughs> See, the, the image already mm. had the Comic Sans font, so I matched that and I kept it the original resolution. Oh. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll allow it. Okay, well, you still stay ahead of me. You're at seven and four. I'm at a measly six and five. This is getting rough here. I got to win one. So now we got to get, so now we're getting to the point where we're faking bad resolutions. <laughs> well, not okay. faking bad resolutions. I didn't fake it. I just kept not, the not resolution. Not Yours faking. is really low resolution, too. At least the, is it? Ver the version, as far as when it got to me, but also sometimes when you send a bunch of images, they sometimes. Huh. I got it as really low image. That was a reason why I also didn't think you made it. I thought mine was pretty. I thought huh. what what made me not think it was that one is because I asked oh, you, I asked I, you which face was edited on the heavy. I see what it is. And you act like you act like you didn't know. So oh, I, to me, that threw me off. Thinking, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're <laughs> totally fine. This is the copy and pasted guy. Yeah, the eyeless one. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought you just. The way you responded to that oh, question made it seem like you just... Sorry. Instinctively You're deceptive. fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, it's a fun game. This is a fun it's, game. It's a fun game. Um, okay. Fun is fun! <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes this week's episode. Uh, as always, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. What are you laughing about? <laughs> I got a Cena's gag on my photo. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Uh, props to Rachel for our artwork and our Twitter account at Pro Rebels and Robots Pod. Props to Cameron for our Facebook account. I almost said props and to Rachel for our intro and outro artwork. <laughs> You're welcome. Props to Cameron for supplying all the supplies every week. <laughs> props to Athena for editing and also throwing, almost throwing up in my bag. I got scared for a second. I really <laughs> thought she would. She just smelled something stinky. Um. Yeah, give us something to read on the pod. Leave us a review. Tweet or DM us memes or opinions. Uh, <laughs> this is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, on this podcast, it stands for Man I Love Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>